It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of the Giants huddle podcast. John Schmelk with you, today's guest, Fox Sports analyst and former NFL linebacker. You know him from his time with the Jets and the Saints, Jonathan Vilma. But first, I want to remind you, you can find the Giants Huddle podcast and all of our podcast offerings on our podcast network, which is presented by Investors Bank. You can find it on the Giants mobile app on all your favorite podcast platforms and at Giants.com slash podcast. And now we welcome in our guest. He's Fox NFL analyst and former linebacker. You know him from his time with the Jets and the Saints. He is Jonathan Vilma, who has the call for Giants and Cardinals at one o'clock on Sunday on Fox Sports. John, thanks so much for being with us, man. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great, John. All right, a lot has changed since you last called the Giants game, John. I'm sure you've kind of looked at what they've done since you last called one of their games. Where have the Giants changed the most where they've been able to put together this four-game winning streak? Uh, It's been the takeaways and the giveaways. That's been the most important. They have done a much better job even when they beat Washington the second time. uh, When I called that game, they protected the football and then – they were taking the football away. So they've continued on that uh, success, on that streak. They kind of like how that formula works out, and it's been voting very well for them. Now, getting takeaways, John, and you know this, can be kind of fluky sometimes. Like last week, Russell Wilson fumbles a snap. That You know, that stuff happens. So as a defense, is, is there a trick? Is there something you can do to be good at taking the ball away from the opposition? You know, the only thing you can do is be intentional about trying to take the football away. Um, so it doesn't mean that every time you swipe at the ball, try a strip sack, or try to punch a ball when you're tackling that, you're going to force the fumble. But you do it enough times, then, you know, one of those times it's going to come out. The ball's going to come out. The strip sack's going to happen. So when you are consciously trying and actively looking for the football to try to take it away, that's when good things will happen. You know, I want to ask you about some more things about this Giants defense, John, because one thing a lot of the opposing quarterbacks and coaches have said that this Giants defense in the back end are very good at disguising coverages and trying to confuse the opposing quarterbacks. We saw Russell Wilson have to take an extra beat or two last week against Seattle, and he's seen everything under the sun. He's a great NFL quarterback. So what are you seeing from this Giants defense in terms of their ability to disguise, which sometimes makes the quarterback have to process a couple extra seconds? Everything is what you just mentioned. Everything is about having the quarterback take an extra beat, pop the ball one time, have to think on the fly. And when you do that and you're affecting the quarterback mentally, that's when you get the edge. And so the defensive line has been now feeding off of that because everyone knows, all right, our secondary is going to do a good enough job to where instead of getting the ball out in two and a half seconds, they'll get it out in three seconds. Well, in three seconds, we got to get there. Or instead of three seconds, it's now three and a half. Well, three and a half, we've got to get there. So that, that disguise has worked very, very well for them. And, you know, the more that they do it, because they're so used to it, you know, you really get confused on what coverage they're in, right? They know what their cover threes look like versus their cover twos. So when they disguise, they're doing it so well that it really makes the quarterbacks pause for a second, which is what's now allowing the front four to get to the quarterback. What does that say about the coaching staff and the intelligence and hard film work of these players that they're able to pull something like that off, even against some of the veteran quarterbacks in the league like Tom Brady when they played the Bucs and then Russell Wilson when they played Seattle last week? Well, you know, it was 
real testament to the coaches and the players to develop that consistency because you could easily say when you're losing games, you know, 0-1, 0-2, 0-3, you're like, well, this isn't working. 0-5, ah, this isn't working. <laughs> well, fortunately, it now is working, and they stuck with it. They somehow, when I say they, the coaches, somehow got the players to continue to buy in to what they were selling, and now they're, you know, reaping the benefits of it. And they play such a heavy zone scheme, John. And, and you're right, they rotate around. Sometimes they're in cover three. Sometimes they go to cover two. They play that two deep man under two as well, you know, some of the time. But they're just not a big cover one team, which is, you know, something a lot of the best defenses in the league do a lot of. For you, when you've played these defenses, what are some of the principles for teams that play really good zone defense and not that soft zone where you let teams dink and dunk, but a really good zone where you really prevent teams from moving the ball up and down the field on you? The really good zone defense I've, I had been fortunate to be a part of, they all do a good job of understanding the route combinations, then also understanding the weaknesses in the defense. When you understand the route combinations and the weaknesses, then it allows you to anticipate and start to drive on routes. And when you're able to now drive on routes, it, it can sort of look like man. So as you mentioned, they're two, the Giants' two defense, cover two defense, and their cover two man can look very, very similar so yep. long as everyone knows the, the route concepts and the weakness in the defense. And so when I've been a part of some good ones, it was very hard to differentiate between are we in man free or are we in three deep or are we in cover two or are we in cover two man. And it's because we, would let, we could naturally just sit back let the routes develop, and then we all knew, okay, this is in my zone, boom, lock them up man-to-man. This is coming in my zone right here, boom, lock them up man-to-man. And you start to do that, that's what makes the quarterbacks hold the football and make them think. Why do you think Leonard Williams is having the type of year that he's having, already a career-high eight-and-a-half sacks? I think he had been already playing very, very well, and he was already disruptive. The only difference now is, in this day and age, fans only care about sacks, <laughs> touchdowns, rush yards, you know. Yep. So he wasn't getting the sacks. And so I'm watching film. You were watching film. You're like, man, this guy, Leonard Williams, he's, he's pretty good. He's, he's playing really well, but he didn't have the sacks. So if you told the average fan, hey, Leonard Williams is having a great season, they're like, how many sacks does he have, right? That's the first question always. Yep. How many sacks does he have? And then they're like, oh, he has, you know, whatever. Let's say it was two sacks. Oh, uh, okay, I, I guess he's playing well. But now, because he gets the sacks, everyone's like, oh, Leonard Williams, man, he's playing lights out. And it's like he, he's been doing that. You know, he's been, he's been playing well. So, you know, I don't see any difference in what he's been doing aside from well, he has the opportunity for a sack, he capitalizes on it, and, you know, now he's getting more notoriety. No, John, I'm with you, and I, I didn't check after the Seattle game, but I know going into Seattle, he was actually on pace for pretty much the same amount of pressures that he has every single year. He just happens to be converting them into sacks. So is part of that the way the coaching staff is utilizing him within the, within the scheme and, and how they're maybe giving him more of an opportunity to turn some of those pressures into sacks? No, honestly, the, the big thing are the teammates, the guys that he's around, because they're able to generate a lot of pressure and it's complementary football with the secondary forcing quarterbacks to hold the ball longer. He just really has the opportunity now. So he has it. He makes it. Uh, you know, he makes a sack, and, you know, he's the hero. But really, 
it's been a, a group effort. You know, there's a lot of times where you can, and not to knock his ability, he's, he's a great football player, but, you know, there are a lot of times where, um, let's take Von Miller in his prime, you know, they could, it didn't matter what defense they were running, he just beat his man and make a sack. Now, because Leonard Williams is, is more of a power guy, it takes just a little bit longer, that split second for him to get there. He's getting that split second from the secondary, so he gets the set. Absolutely. The New York Giants and Quest Diagnostics want our fans to come back stronger than ever. Now you can order your own lab test through Quest Direct to get the health answers you need most. John, we don't know, as per this recording, we're recording this late on Friday afternoon, whether or not Blake Martinez is going to play. Uh, as a former awesome, one of the best middle linebackers the league has seen, what's the impact if Blake Martinez can't go in this game on Sunday, specifically against uh, Kyler Murray and the type of offense that the Cardinals are throwing out there? From the run game, you're, you're talking about one of the leaders in the NFL in tackles. That's a lot of production not to have on the field, and it's hard to make up that production with other players. Uh, the other part is the communication. The middle linebacker always communicates to the front and to the back, and we see the game from a holistic uh, point of view where it's, we see the whole field formation, offense, and then we start to narrow down into what our specific assignment is. While we're narrowing down to our specific assignment, we make sure that everyone else is lined up. We make sure that the corners know the coverage, the safeties know the coverage, the D-line knows where to line up and the stunts that they're supposed to run. That is a huge part of the Giants that we just talked about, all the different ways they disguise and the coverages and how it plays in with the front four to not have that communicator in the middle, that tree stump that's going to be able to be the steady Eddie. That is a huge loss for the Giants, especially in a game like this. All right, so let's talk about the matchup specifically for the Giants' defense before we flip it to the other side. Kyler Murray, they played Russell Wilson last week, and yeah, I know, mobile quarterbacks, not the biggest guys. They can both throw it. Fine. But Kyler Murray is a whole nother deal here. With his speed and the way he plays, what are the specific challenges, John, when you're dealing with somebody like Kyler Murray who has all the quarterback skills you want but also has the athleticism of basically a slot receiver? The problem with Kyler Murray when you're a defender is that you can't, account for the second play, right? So you have the first play, which is whatever to the mic, and Kyler Murray says what the play call is. It can be a runner pass. Then you have Patrick Graham. He spent all week sitting there diagnosing the game, the offensive game plan and this call. And it could be the perfect call. And you say, great, I have the perfect call against this <laughs> offensive play, and I studied all week, and I know exactly what's going to happen. So then – the play starts, you you have Kyler Murray dead to right. All of a sudden, the second play happens. He makes the guy miss. He scrambles around. He twirls around. He has your front four looking like high school kids that can't tackle anybody. <laughs> now, there's nothing you can do as a play caller and as defenders. You're trying to say, what, do I go up and try to tackle him? If I go up and try to tackle him, he's going to throw DeAndre Hopkins. If I stay on DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to run for 20 yards. So that's the second play I'm talking about where you can sit there and have everything get the rights. You knew exactly what was going to happen. You jumped the routes, all that, but you cannot account for Kyler Murray in the second play. And that is something that when I played against Michael Vick, it just keeps you on edge. Like literally the whole time, you're, you're never 
at ease. You, you're always kind of nervous, restless, if, if, if you will, because you're like, all right, I got this play covered. All right, is the D-line going to get there? Uh, okay, okay, all right, let's see what's going to happen. And, you know, whew, we made the play. Or, oh, he's scrambling, now what do I do? So that's always a tough part for defenders and for Graham to call the game. John, from a scheme perspective, what are the things Click Fit Kingsbury is trying to do to you? Obviously, this is a, a very college-like system. They spread them out for wideouts, RPOs, all that sort of stuff, a lot of really short stuff, then some, some, some deep shots. So as a guy, if you were game-playing this offense, what do you need to do to slow down this system, putting Kyler Murray aside for a second? I'm going to switch up rushing four. I'm not going to necessarily rush three because that means the defensive lineman is dropping and that does no good. I would then have a spy. I'd take a Jabril Peppers, who is very quick. Um, I would say maybe not as quick as Kyler, but definitely as fast as Kyler. Sure. And can keep up with them. And so you start to now try to trick roll coverages, disguise coverages, where at times it looks like Jabril is going to be covering the flat, but instead he's now – Buying Kyler Murray. So, you know, you got to just play that cat and mouse game throughout and then, you know, take your shots. Take your shots of blitzing off the edge. Take your shots up the middle. Hope that, you know, high risk, high reward that you hit. And if you hit, great. If not, you know, you understand it could be a long day. But that's the game plan I would take. Maintain the aggressiveness. Don't, lay, don't sit back and let him pick you apart with his arm because that will give him confidence as well with his legs. Get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with a Giants brand the debit card security features and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open an account at InvestorsBank.com slash Giants member FDIC. All right, let's flip it over to the offensive side of the ball, John. What do you think about this old school, downhill, three tight end power running game that the Giants seem to be going to now where they've really had success moving the ball on the ground the last four weeks? Oh, I love it. I love it. It's, it's old school football. And frankly, I love it because it works. And so because it works, keep running it, right? So that, that's, that's what I like about, you know, frankly, a lot of these offenses, even though it's a passing league, a lot of the offenses are making the defenses now, you know, recognize and, you know, have to be honest versus the run game. Fullbacks are now coming back into offenses. So for the Giants, taking that old-school approach, which is clearly working. I love it. What do you think of Wayne Gallman as a running back? I think he has improved a lot from the start of the season to now. He has done a much better job of not waiting and hoping for a hole to open up, but setting up his block and then getting downhill. And there's a big difference in, you know, you get the ball, you dance around, make someone miss and see if a hole opens up. And going, getting the ball, you make one move, you set up the block, and you make the cut, and then you get the yards that you can get. Uh, I think he's learned a lot from watching Alfred Morris in this scheme, where you are going to be most of the time getting four yards, three yards. That That is good because you're waiting until the, the third, fourth quarter, when now you're going to have a tired defense and you get six yards eight yards and now that he's understanding how how the run game fits into the grand scheme of things and how he fits into it he's playing a lot better two more for Jonathan Vilma John I know we didn't see Daniel Jones last week 
But how much do you think this approach with the run game, the scheme, you know, you're not asking him to do a lot, has helped contribute to the fact that he's done a better job protecting the football during this win streak? Yeah, you took all the pressure off of Daniel Jones. I played against Ben Roethlisberger his rookie year. We were both rookies at the time. They went 15-1. and uh, We actually lost to him twice that year, and I'll never forget, it was all about the run game. They had Jerome Bettis at the time, and they were just pound, pound, pound. They didn't, they didn't ask much of Ben, and he was able to now kind of just grow into his role. And so I think the, the approach from the prior coaching regime to put more on his plate wasn't the right approach or wasn't the most effective approach. Now you're seeing the, the fruits of the run game benefit for Daniel Jones. All right, finally, John, given what – the Cardinals like to do on defense, they're kind of the opposite of the Giants, right? They play a ton of man-to-man. Uh, they blitz a lot. I think the second-highest blitz rate in the league. What does the Giants' offense need to do against them to have success, and, and what are some of the issues that the Cardinals' defenses bring to the field for offenses? So for Cardinals defensively, um, it starts with Buda Baker. He is phenomenal. I love watching this guy play. He is a uh, throwback, uh, not the biggest guy, but he plays so hard. He goes 100 miles an hour. I, mean, I would have loved to have played with Buda Baker as, a, as my safety. He is great to watch. So I, I hope all fans are going to tune in. I don't care if you're a Giants fan. You, should, you need to watch this guy play because he brings it. He brings it. Um, and with that being said, the aggressive nature of him and the Cardinals defense, the Giants really have to just be patient. You have to just be patient and stay the course because with that aggressive nature – if you see any of their games, they'll give up a big play or two, a big play or three in a game. And so it's really just a matter of time of saying, all right, we're getting, you know, two yards, three yards. Punting is fine. At some point, find the open man because he will be open and it'll be a big game. As long as you do that, you'll get your chunks when it's time, and then you'll score the points. I got to follow up as a great linebacker. Are you waiting for the Isaiah Simmons breakout here? The guy has all the talent in the world. They haven't used him a ton. He's playing a lot more recently. Are you waiting for him to finally kind of pop in that role they're using him in and, and, and make a big play? You know, I'm, I'm watching him on film, and as you said, has all the talent, very athletic. I don't know if the way he's being used is the best use of his talent. And, you know, I, I look at a guy that is very, very rangy, um, but he doesn't have necessarily like the, the quick twitch of a Sam linebacker or an outside rover. Sure. Uh, what he has is, you know, like this, you know, top-end speed, uh, covers a lot of ground like a safety, yet I just told you about their safeties. They got some really good ones, right? So, you know, I, I, I can't see – where the position is just yet for him. Um, but, you know, right now it, it, it just looks like he's, he's trying to feel his way, find his way into becoming that guy that we saw at Clemson. Nah, uh, John, I'm with you. And coming out of school, I thought I saw more of a safety, too, as big as he was, the way he played. But we'll see how they figure out how to use him. John, really great stuff. I really enjoyed it. Great insight. Thank you so much. Uh, good luck with the broadcast on Sunday. Have fun. Who would have thought when you got this game on your schedule a couple weeks ago, it could be first place on the line in the NFC East. But here we are. Yeah, man, it's going to be a good one. I'm excited for it, John. That's Jonathan Vilma. He is the call for Giants and Cardinals at 1 o'clock on Sunday on Fox Sports.
I want to thank Jonathan for joining us, and you can check out the archive of all of our Giants Huddle podcasts, along with our Giants Rewind and Big Blue Kickoff Live archives on our podcast network, which is presented by Investors Bank. You can find it on the Giants mobile app at Giants.com slash podcast and all of our favorite podcast platforms. For Jonathan Vilma, I am John Schmelk. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you next time, everybody. Stay safe.